Korean pop culture or Korean media product became popular, became internationally known first in some part of East Asia since the late 1990, mostly mm. in Chinese-speaking regions such as mainland China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan, mm. and some other Southeast Asian countries where there are many ethnic Chinese are living. It was a kind of regional culture of the East Asia since the late 1990 until the late 2000 or so. Mm. So the very history of you know the international, I mean the international popularity or the popularity overseas of Korean pop culture, it's like almost like 25 years or or more, a quarter mm. century, kind of the I mean longer than some people might expect. Especially you are not really if you are not really familiar with the uh, very popularity of these pop, Korean pop culture. Is it called as a Hallyu in East Asia since the late 1990? It might. It, it seems that it is too sudden and why is it happening uh, at this moment? But it's kind of the, it has been an international culture since the late 1990. But one thing I can see here, I can see these days, especially since the uh, early 2010 or mid 2010 is that mm-hmm. enjoying Korean pop culture, especially for non-East Asian, I mean, such as like Americans, Europeans, or Latin American people, or like people living in Central Asia or like South Asia. Mm-hmm. It seems that for them, it, it is a kind of the very, the latest trend that they can find in the cyberspace. I mean, mm-hmm. so it means that Korean pop culture, the popularity of Korean pop culture is closely related to the very change of the media environment that the mainstream media such as like TV or other, mostly TV and some other like uh, radio or something Mm. is now losing their dominance over the media industry, but other uh, media uh, formats such as, for example, YouTube or Netflix has been uh, bigger and even more powerful since the early and mid 2010. And these Korean pop culture media products is one of the very beneficiary of this, uh, the very big change happening in the media industry, mm-hmm. as well as they, they are not only the beneficiary, but they are also very helpful for those media industry to become big in a global, global media environment. So uh, what I mean is that there is a kind of interdependent relationship mm-hmm. between these new media, uh, new media format in the, uh, on this, in the cyberspace and the Korean media products. It's. I completely get your point about the the development that it was at first regional, and now now it's spread to so many parts of the world. In doing that, why I guess so a question that often comes to me though is why why Korea, why K-pop? You know, why did why did Esper and Blackpink and and these things come from Korea and not uh, Japan or Argentina or Brazil? But it was it was there, and we know Korea has had a a turbulent 20th century history. So how is it that Korea has been able to do that? Um, I actually, I have been asked this kinds of question, especially comparing to the very popularity of Japanese culture or even the Chinese culture. Mm. Because uh, Japanese culture was very popular, was very so big until the late 1990 in East Asian region. And yeah. some of Japanese culture, such as anime or manga, uh, has also really popular even outside East Asia, right? Many, mm-hmm. many of my like American students, for example, 
have been a big fan of those like Japanese animations or the manga or other things.、Mm. But it is also related to the very、uh, attitude, which means that Japanese culture industry did not really try to promote. I don't exactly know this word is I mean great, but they they did not really try to promote their culture or sell their culture in East Asian region, but only、mm-hmm. focused on those like Western countries such as United States or European countries、mm. for global success, which was not really successful because、uh, the very strategy that they chose did not really work well. That they tried to erase as many as possible, as much as possible. I mean those Japanese. Cultural aspect or something that is that looks like very Japan in their music or in their films or others,、mm-hmm. but K-pop, although although it, firstly it was not really uh for the international audience. I mean, it was actually the local music mostly aiming at the domestic audience of Korea. But when、right. it was found, I should say it was found by or discovered by chance. Mm. By East Asian audience, then suddenly people in East Asia, when it was found and discovered by East Asia and became a very popular music in East Asia, Korean music industry、uh, found the very possibility that their music could work, their、mm-hmm. music could be successful and could be accepted、uh, by the international audience, which had not been believed by them. I mean, in until the late 1990 or early 2000, so. They try to make. I mean, though, I mean, what I mean by they is the industry and the industry insiders, such as、mm-hmm. producers, composers, or businessmen, try to make more international or global kinds of music and product by inviting、mm-hmm. international composers or producers to work with other like Korean producers and composers. I mean, kind of collaborations, and also they try to. Catch up the very latest trend of the global pop music, especially the global electronic dance music, to、mm-hmm. make more like trendy music and more latest music that can draw attention from the global audience, which is also very different from let's say Japanese、uh, market or Chinese market. That although of course they are also thinking about all those global trend, but the very first thing they try to do is to. Be successful in their domestic market, which means、mm. that their domestic market is really big.、Yep. So they do not really have to、uh, do all those like、uh, hard effort, and they do not have to overcome all those challenges to penetrate into the in,、uh, international market. So high risk but low return for them. But Korean music industry and Korean culture industry, their cultural market is not that small, but They try to find a new market that they can get some more, like profit, or they get some more popularity. So they are、mm. they have been actively、uh, looking for those new market or international market, and they have been producing some products that can satisfy all those like、um, the international audience. Is that <laughs> is that search? It's really good points. Is that search in Korea for the external markets? 
um, which is perhaps unlike maybe Japan and China as much. And I remember in the mid 90s and I was in a grammar school in the south of England watching things like Ninja Scroll and Akira, not knowing quite what they were, but they were there on, you know, pirated videos. Um, is Korea's search for external markets, is that demographic driven? Is it because they simply don't have the population here that you see in China or Japan? Or is there is there elements of nationalism and, and legitimacy seeking in that? Is it economic? Is it ideological? Is it both? Neither? I don't think it is closely related to the nationalism or nationalistic ideology. Maybe Korean government tried to promote that it is based on the patriotism or it is kind of the for the national interest. But mm. the actual businessmen or other industry insiders, first of all, like, you know, the East Asian financial crisis happening in the late 1990 mm. was a big, I mean, threat to Korean culture industry. Actually, many like music for example, in the case of music industry, many uh, record labels went bankruptcy between the 1998 and 1999. Mm -hmm. And some like big uh, tables, the large corporations such as Samsung, LG or SK, who uh, did begin their uh, cultural industry business in the mid 1990s, uh, suddenly we withdrew all of their business from the cultural industry because they had to like do certain reconstruction because of the uh, financial crisis that they met. Mm -hmm. So those some new music labels and their country industry could not help but trying to find new market because of all this economic difficulty that they had in the late 1990. Mm -hmm. So they, at the time, they uh, thought that like China, who which opened their door to the world at the time, you know, China closed their door to the world even until the early and mid 1990. But because of their like um, change, especially in their economic system from like uh, communism to capitalism, could be the very opportunity for Korean culture industry to enter into. So I think it is kind of the very coincidence that Korean culture industry who were looking for a new market and those Chinese and some other East Asian countries who are looking for some new products mm -hmm. but it should be cheap maybe american music american culture or japanese culture and japanese other uh, japanese music might be better than korean one but it was so it, it was kind of expensive for those like east asian local industry to accept but for korean cultural korean culture is a cheaper but relatively a kind of the like decent quality that mm -hmm. east asian audience could enjoy so that was actually the very beginning of like the internationalization of Korean culture industry, mostly by chance, which is very interesting. Yeah, you always need chance and opportunity in these things. You just mentioned sort of China's opening up and things like that. Uh, another thing is that South Korea has been relatively closed in terms of the ability for South Korean people to travel abroad. That was restricted quite heavily until rather recently. Japanese cultural products were restricted inside South Korea. One of the radio stations that I work on, they still don't kind of allow you to play Japanese language songs on there. That That's still kind of today. Do you have any thoughts on about sort of South Korea's closure of cultural products from outside and how that's opened up, Dr. Q? The Korean government that did not really want to officially open their cultural door to, to Japan, maybe based on the historical like conflict between like Korea and Japan. Mm. And I actually, I also had a very uh, kind of 
should I say it, an episode. When I was in like high school, uh, there was a kind of high school broadcast Kyone Bangsong at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And when I was in high school, and one of our our high school DJ, of course, he he was my colleague. Mm-hmm. Um, played Japanese popular music, which was not really allowed mm-hmm. at the time during the lunch time. So he was really he got some like punishment mm-hmm. from the uh, teachers and the school because it was illegal, you know, to play all those Japanese music officially and in public. Mm. The official ban on pouring Japanese cultural products was ended in early 2000. And at the time, in early and mid-2000, many Japanese musicians could actually release their CDs or DVDs or, and also Japanese films, Japanese TV series mm. were officially introduced by Korean cable TV networks and others which were really popular. But the Japanese pop culture Who, which had a big impact on the construction of Korean like popular music, Korean and TV series until the late 1990 mm-hmm. was not that popular than expected when it was even officially introduced to Korean uh, audience in the early 2000 and the mid 2000. Maybe it is related to the very shift happening in Korean culture industry. Maybe mm. it is the, based on the growth of Korean culture industry or maybe it is based on a bit too late for Japanese culture industry to enter into the uh, Korean culture industry. In the past, there was a belief that Japanese pop culture might be like better and more developed than Korean pop culture, which might be also the reason why Korean government did not really want to import uh, Japanese pop culture openly. There mm-hmm. was a kind of fear shared by Korean government and some Korean people that if Korean culture was like uh, dominated by Japanese culture. There might be the Japanese colonialism, kind of mm. cultural colonialism again happening in South Korea, which should not happen. It's just a the very attitude towards Japanese culture is different from the attitude towards, let's say, like American culture or British mm-hmm. culture or etc. So, yes, it's a very special case, I think. It is, yeah, and we sometimes need that historical understanding and certain memories are still real for people. Just going, and we'll talk perhaps a little bit later about one of the recent um, uh, articles that you wrote on the the Japanese influence on K-pop, but just going back to this export um, idea, uh, what, what I've noticed, and I'd like to get your take on this, Dr. Q, is that in my Korean Wave or Hallyu University classes, I've I've always noticed that a lot of the the Korean university students are generally not big K-pop fans. They're either listening to Doja Cat or Selena Gomez, or they were perhaps K-pop fans in middle school, high school, but now they're kind of not as much into it. Whereas many of my international students, they're they're very passionate about K-pop and they're still into it. And I notice sometimes that, from my experience, it seems that the K-pop is very popular among international Uh, students, but not as much in the domestic population. Have have you noticed any of that? Do you have a different take on it? What's your view? I think it is very interesting that in Korea, just like you mentioned, K-pop is considered as music mostly for teenagers. Mm-hmm. And when they become in early, when, when they are into their 20 and become a university student or college student, they tend to think that 
it is not their culture. I mean, it is a kind of culture for the younger ones, the teenagers, not for them. So actually some of them in, still are enjoying K-pop and still a big fan of K-pop, but they even try to hide that mm. they are enjo still enjoying K-pop because there, there is a kind of the common sense still uh, shared by many Korean university students, especially that it is childish or something. Mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. not for your age. To you to enjoy all those idols or K-pop musicians because they are, I mean, they they are too young or like it is not good music for all those twenty or college students to enjoy. Mm. But for international fans, they do not have these kinds of stereotypes mm -hmm. about those like about, about the enjoy about enjoying K-pop or being a fan of K-pop. And even these days, it is a kind of very new trend. For them, which means that if you know more K-pop musicians than, let's say, BTS or Blackpink, which is very famous and everybody knows, but if you know some other musicians who from Korea who mm. are not that popular but still making great music, such as like Din or how about like other musicians like from the hip-hop scenes or something, and mm. you will be considered as people of fashion or people of ladies trend that is very ahead of like the uh, ladies trend compared to other who only knows BTS or Blackpink. Mm. So it is becoming kind of new culture for them. So if you can show that you are very familiar with K-pop or Korean culture and you do know many of them instead of only famous one, that then it can be your pride mm -hmm. or something. So there is a very different culture shared by international students. I mean, international college student and the uh, domestic Korean student. It may be related to the very stereotypes of prejudice that they have about K-pop, while international uh, college students do not have. Uh, it is related to the very culture of like K-pop, especially those idol bands. In 1990 or the early 2000, even for the middle school or high school students, some students who tried to be different from others, they did not really want to be a fan of like these early K-pop musicians because it was at the time, even it was considered as the kind of childish or too commercial. So mm -hmm. if you know much about popular music, then you should be a fan of like, let's say British rock band or American hip hop musician rather than the K-pop musicians. Mm. So it, it, they, there is a very different image of K-pop musicians shared among domestic uh, fans and the international fans. Which is really interesting to think about because then it's not the actual music itself, but it's rather the cultural perception, the, the stigmas or the the like hipster bonus points that you can get depending on your culture. So it can be, it can be cool in one culture and not as cool in another. Do you think then when you mention about sort of beyond K-pop and I guess in this sense, we're using K-pop as to be that sort of idol music rather than everything popular. Do you think that K-pop success may come to the detriment of other genres in Korean music, of course, because there's a there's a whole host of, you know, they're doing glitch hop, they're doing trap, they're doing all sorts of music in Korea. But we now kind of associate sometimes Korean music with K-pop. Does the success of K-pop, you know, does it go to the detriment of other genres? 
Um, yes, I think that especially these days, many international fans who firstly be- has become a fan of K-pop music is now looking for other genres from Korean popular music rather than K-pop. Mm. So just like I mentioned that you look more cool or you look more hip if you mm. know Korean popular music musician rather than the famous K-pop musicians such as like Dean Cold or Hyuk Oh Band or some mm. others, Se Sonyeon. So actually, they, they are from indie and many Korean uh, younger audience like college students, for example, mm. enjoy all those indie musicians rather than the mainstream K-pop musicians. Yes, I, I, I believe that and actually it is happening that K-pop is a kind of the very... Um, way for international audience to uh, get to know other Korean pop music musician and other genres kind of gateway I think mm-hmm. because yeah as you say there's a lot of good music out there I like Yoko's stuff they do really good stuff and it's 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 different it's unique it's weird you Dr. Q, you play the bass right so I, I can see you on your right, picture right, here. True, true. right. Yeah, so yes. You're a musician and I've seen some videos of you play, you know, you rhythm and things like that. You like Prince. Does that, does that make you look at K-pop differently? So whether, because for example, I have a musical background as well. And sometimes when I'm looking at K-pop, the music that's being produced, I sometimes come at it from not a fan's perspective, not an academic's perspective, but just from a musician's perspective. And sometimes I think, you know, the, the really interesting songs and not the songs that are getting a hundred million views and vice versa. Does having a musical background make you look at K-pop a little bit differently at all? Or can you separate them? Actually, musically, you know, K-pop is mostly based on electronic dance music, hip-hop and R&B. But mm. the, uh, these days, K-pop musicians are trying to do some other stuff that they tried to do some collaboration with the indie band. We, we mentioned about Hyogo, but still mm. also Hyogo also had, had had some collaboration work with the uh, mainstream K-pop musicians as well. And mm-hmm. like Giant T or others are also trying to do uh, something with the K-pop musicians. And even among the K-pop musicians, although they firstly made their debut as an idol, but after the end of their regular contract, usually called as the seven-year contract, then mm. they try to become other kinds of like, although they are still in the very field of K-pop, but what they are trying to do is something different from the typical K-pop music, but whether like the more authentic hip-hop or kind of a rock sound or something like that, rather than mm. the K-pop music. I'm not saying that K-pop is musically not really good. Actually, it is really great because Many K-pop producers or composers are trying to catch up the uh, very latest trend of the global pop music scene. So when we listen to K-pop, we can easily find that the very latest trend of the global popular music has been already uh, reflected in today's K-pop music. Even, mm-hmm. uh, even sometimes, even very, even sometimes seems like I don't exactly use the word know the word avant-garde mm-hmm. I, I can use the word style in k-pop music even from the sm or even from the yg one of the uh, two of the major k-pop agencies but still what they are doing is not really uh typical commercial music but sometimes it's very 
experimental. So I think it is very interesting. One thing I would like to add is that although musically K-pop is still great, but K-pop should not be enjoyed only by like focusing on music or only by listening to music because music itself is very important in K-pop, but the other culture related to K-pop such as, for example, music videos or how mm-hmm. about their performances, mm. their like external images or fashions and the way how they keep in touch with their fans and how the way how they make the relationship with their fans is also the important uh, aspect of K-pop, also the very important parts of K-pop. So when we think about K-pop or when we try to discuss K-pop, we should consider all the things together mm-hmm. as a way of enjoying k-pop not only focusing on music so right when i enjoy k-pop of course i firstly i will list i i am listening to music their music but i try to see some other things related to the music or even the um non-musical aspect as well mm. i was speaking to um jay chong from solid the other day and he mentioned that while uh, perhaps American or Western music is going a little bit more, maybe not avant-garde, but towards sort of bedroom and sort of lo-fi sounds. And there was less money in the industry there in the production levels. You're correct that K-pop still seems to have really high quality level in terms of music, but not just the music, but the videos and the aesthetics. Everything is really, really polished. You briefly mentioned the fans there, Dr. Q. So... This is such a huge and complex topic. It it could be a topic all on itself in terms of K-pop. A lot of the sort of undergrad students that I work with when they're doing their research or things, they're they're drawn to this nature of the relationship between the fans and the idols. And there's a lot of talk about sort of the parasocial nature. You have fan labor, you have social media activism, you have uh, messaging apps and fan service. What's your view on K-pop fans, the role they play and the, the relationship between fans and idols and entertainment companies? Of course, the role of the active audience, the role of active fans have been, has been really important in global music industry. Mm. But K-pop in the K-pop may be more significant because the reason that K-pop could be introduced to the international audience outside this stage is actually based on their word of mouth is it a great word word mm-hmm. of mouth like mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, internet space because when it became the music for the east asian audience it was not really known to uh, uh, international audience outside east asia but still there were many ethnic east asian from mm-hmm. like chinese immigrants from vietnamese immigrants from other Filip- filipino immigrants living in very different parts of the world of course in the united states but also in different parts of the European countries, France, uh, Britain, or some other parts of uh, Germany, mm. um, they, based on the, uh, their like connection, although they are Britain, they are British, they are France, uh, French, they are uh, German people, but still they do not like cut off the very relationship with their own home country and their culture when they, uh, construct their identity, which means that something, mm. some, some certain music which is popular in their own co- home country uh, can draw attention from all those like descendants of the East Asian immigrants living in different parts of the world. So they, they, could pl- they, they actually played a very important role to introduce K-pop music to their friends who are not non-East Asian background, but 
mm-hmm. uh, also came to love with the K-pop, like based on the, the being introduced by their like, for example, Chinese American fans or Chinese British fans. So the role of the fans have been really important, and these days it's becoming even more important because they are now more actively supporting their musicians, not only by purchasing their CDs or uh, going to concert or buying some other like merchandise, but try to create certain strategy mm-hmm. to uh, raise them, to breed them from, from the very earlier period when they are not really known to the uh, larger audience till they become really successful. I mean, when we see the very case of BTS, for example, when they made their debut, they were not really popular in their own domestic uh, market in Korea, but a number, some a small number of their loyal fans continuously supported them to make them a big star. And actually they did it. So mm-hmm. fans actually believe that it, it was them who made these like non-popular musician to become a global big musician. So they expect their musician and their agency mm. to uh, care more about their like intention and their will because mm-hmm. they made them stars. So yeah. you, so agencies and musicians, you should listen to what we are saying and what we are asking uh, you to do. So the relationship between fans, musicians, and agencies are becoming more equal. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of, just like kind of the tripod between these three different agencies, compared to the relationship of fans, labels, and musicians in other genres. So it is very unique culture that K-pop only have that fans can do more things and they can uh, show more voice and they can show more influence even on the agency, the labels and the musicians. Mm. It's I like the tripod uh, idea in that, what you say, Dr. Q, and you, you raise a lot of good points because now the gatekeeping is not done so much by big labels or industries, but the fans have the ability to boost the reputation, the image of these artists through their sort of uh, streaming dedication. You can go online and see all the rules for streaming and they set they set targets, don't they? You know, we're going to have this many views by that. So do you see this this increased power of the fans? Um, is it is it a good sign? Is it democratic? It's now kind of bottom up and the consumers or the people can make choices. They, they, they have a more active role and then they can sort of speak to the companies and demand that certain values or ideas be adhered to. Or perhaps the other way is it sort of you could take a Marxist perspective and say that these companies are forcing these sort of young, uh, less rich people to do all the work, but not getting any of the financial benefits from it. Do you see it as as positive, negative, somewhere in between? Uh, it was very positive and it is still positive And it, it, it seems a more kind of democratic uh, movement that fans right. is making something. Hmm. Although record labels or musicians might uh, also uh, did a very great thing, but it was actually fans that they have made all those cultures related to K-pop, such as, for example, they do something. Uh, uh, when the music video of a particular K-pop musician was 
released. Uh, there, of course, there was no English subtitle. It was only sung in Korean. But mm. many uh, international fans uh, did add uh, subtitle English subtitle, Spanish subtitle, or subtitle of other language. Yeah. Uh, without being paid, right? Mm. It was their voluntarily act based on their. Should I say? I, I do not really like this word, but their true love. Interestingly, of course, now industry industry knows that. So these kinds of democratic like movement or participatory culture is now observed. Now it's becoming a part of culture, uh, the music industry that they try to make these kinds of participatory or even very revolutionary culture as a part of their capitalist system. Hmm. We, we, we have seen all those cases, these cases uh, in the very history of popular music when you know, I, I believe that you also know that when punk became a big thing in 1970. It was a kind of a revolutionary culture, but soon mm. it was observed by the industry and now it is becoming a kind of major uh, rock genre rather <laughs> than very revolutionary thing, right? How about yeah. hip hop? So it is, hip hop is also very revolutionary, but now it's one of the most commercial genre that is that many like big companies are related and big money businesses. Hip hop is becoming a big money business. Yeah. And, I think K-pop is also is on the very similar way. It, it, it was based on these fan participatory or active fan culture, which is very democratic and even more, even uh, revolutionary in some point, but it's mm. now was eaten up by like the capitalism. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's a good way of describing it. And you mentioned their punk, you mentioned their hip hop. Now, when those came through, they were both revolutionary in terms of the music that they were doing because they were different from what had gone, whether it was technologically or in terms of attitude. But they also had political undertones to them or not even undertones, but explicit political messages. K-pop has largely been apolitical. Certainly, you know, there have been elements of it, whether you look at sort of Sotheby's early stuff about talking about children running away from home and so on. But I've heard you speak on the apolitical nature of K-pop before. What I would like to ask you, Dr. Q, is that can it can it remain apolitical or with the increase of fans, with the increase of their role in the K-pop success, especially international fans, and they have different values and ideas from, say, domestic Korean students. What happens to the political nature of K-pop going forward if we put all these factors together? Oh, yeah, this is very interesting point. And uh, I, because just like you mentioned, and actually K-pop was not that very political. It is apolitical right. because the lyrics, for example, was mostly talking about the typical love story between men and women. Mm -hmm. Although some of musicians talked about, for example, H.O.T. or Sotheje and the Boys or even BTS talked mm -hmm. about the uh, life of the teenagers and they tried to criticize, so they tried to deliver some social message mm -hmm. uh, regarding these like the pressures and some like uh, uh, unfairness of the society, mm. but uh, generally it was a kind of safe music, safer compared to the, let's say hip hop, which has been actively uh, delivering social messages with their lyrics. But yeah. these days, it is, as, as you can see, there is very interesting things that happening related to K-pop music that while K-pop musicians do not really actively 
show certain political stance or social criticism, mm. fans are using K-pop music and their musician when they try to make their own uh, social criticism or trying to deliver their own political message. So, for example, Twice song did they did not have any political message in their lyrics, but it was used by supporters of the um, Democratic Party of the United States and the supporters of the Joe Biden, uh, who is the president today, mm-hmm. when he won over uh, Donald Trump on the election. So mm-hmm. the song was actually used in some YouTube videos or some uh, other like memes, but uh, as to mock Trump as to celebrate the win of mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden, regardless of the lyrics or regardless of the image of the twice who did not have any relationship with the political message. So this is very interesting thing I can see is that K-pop itself from like non-English speaking region and non-Western country is essentially kind of the culture for minority because when, for example, when international people listen to K-pop music, they do not think it is very mainstream music because first of all, it is not sung in English and it is not from any, any um, developed, I mean, I mean, in any Western country. Mm-hmm. The East Asian ethnic that Korean peop, uh, K-pop musicians have and the language that they are using makes them in a very special status as a culture of minority or culture of, I mean, the alternative culture against the mainstream, not because of their revolutionary musical style, not because of their uh, lyrics dealing with certain political message, but only because of their, I mean, natural natural characteristics. Mm -hmm. So I think this is very interesting. Although K-pop itself may not be it may not be political, but still it can be political and it should be political, especially by the young, in, uh, younger generation of the international audience who find some other meanings from K-pop and its culture, which was not intended by the musicians and the labels themselves. And these days it's very interesting that now K-pop, of course, K-pop labels and musicians know these very meaning of K-pop among international audience. So those musicians are now trying to, trying to go, trying to go with their um, fans, which means that when some musicians try to uh, make their voice actively regarding the environment issue Mm -hmm. or the, um, the other like, uh, racism issue or gender uh, discrimination issue, which was not really allowed for K-pop musicians to show, but now it is necessary for them to like show their opinion about these matters because fans want them to do that and fans are expecting to do that. And as I told you that there's a kind of closer relationship between fans and the musician and the labels, mm-hmm. which makes musicians and labels cannot help but listening to what their fans uh, want their musician and labels to do and they should do. Or those things that fans are want, fans want them to, 
to do, such as like making more like active voice about the political issue or the like uh, climate change issue or the gender issue, etc. Mm. Do you think that those international fans, so it's not just, so you've said that they can interpret K-pop and they bring it into their own identity and the, the issues that they're dealing with, but more than just subjective interpretation, do you think that these these international values, such as, let's say, perhaps cultural appropriation or the use of blackface, the use of certain hairstyles, queer baiting, um, gender fluidity, these are much bigger issues in other parts of the world than in South Korea right now. And so I wonder if the, these entertainment companies they might be seeing that they're international issues and start adhering to them, whether they're doing it for economic benefits, for the fans' demands. But do, does this then start reshaping or affecting Korean domestic culture and domestic attitudes in some way? Or is it always just interpretation? Um, I think it is also related to the K-pop musicians themselves because mm. uh, in the past, there was a more strict management and strict control over their musicians from their agency yeah. but these days the relationship between musicians and agencies is uh, getting compared to the past getting more equal mm -hmm. although it is not perfectly equal still there is a like unequal relationship between agencies and the musicians but compared to the past what i mean it is getting more equal and the control and management over those musicians is getting weaker, which means the musicians themselves now can show their own like opinions and their own identity more openly than before. Mm. And actually, those musicians, K-pop, young musicians in K-pop industry is also one of the younger generation. I mean, uh, simply speaking, they are also the part of Generation Z. Yeah. Which means that those musicians also have interest in those issues. Not only because of the economic factor, not only because fans want them to say, but they themselves actually have interest in all those issues as a part of the global younger generations. Because of this, um, the change happening in Korean music industry, now musicians are also can say and should say what they want to say. Mm -hmm. And it makes a kind of shift happening in Korean music industry as well, because for example, when some uh, influential musicians are making uh, and make a statement about the gender issue or the political issue, I mean, the social issue, it can make a debate among audience and even, uh, I mean, um, uh, audience from Korean uh, domestic market, which can be a very good opportunity for Korean younger generation and society to think about the issue that they may not uh, have thought about before. Mm -hmm. So yes, they, 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 although not everyone K-pop musicians uh, is doing these kinds of things, but there, there are more and more K-pop musicians trying to do, do what they want uh, musically or like socially, which is making a shift in uh, Korean culture industry. Mm, yeah. And I think that's part of Korean culture itself changing with more individualism, 
as well as sort of fans demand from the international perspective they want more authenticity from their artists perhaps more and to see more of them i'd like to ask you if i can just one last question about k-pop and perhaps then we'll jump on to dramas and of course there are many groups we could talk about whether it's cypher or ATs, stray kids and but I, i'd like to ask you a question about bts and their success if i can and um i remember that originally a lot of the the reasons that we were asked to pay attention to BTS and their great success, which should be applauded and is fantastic, was that they produce their own songs and they address social issues. You touched on that a little bit already. Recently, we've seen them smash the billboards, crush it. They've done fantastically. They, they win at the AMAs. But they did that with sort of three English songs written by, whether it's Dave Stewart, Ed Sheeran and things like that. This, my question here, I guess, is that they achieved this great success by removing a lot of those Korean things from it. So does this just sort of show the hegemonic strength of the Western system that to get to the top of these charts, you have to have it in English, you have to be doing this kind of uh, international style? Is it possible to achieve success and remain Korean? How do you how do you view this, Dr. Q? Uh, it is true, you're right, then they have made a bigger success with uh, English lyrics such as like um, I mean Dynamite or Butter mm. but if they release these English singles previously then the Korean ones I don't think that they could make uh, success just like they are making right now which means that they can make a big hit song such as Dynamite and Butter mm. based on the popularity that they have made yeah. since the 2014 till 2018 or 19 like 4 or 5 years Still, if you want to be a big K-pop musician, even internationally, you should show your own like K-popness or Koreanness. It can be the Korean lyrics, or it can be your like Korean ethnic, or it can be the other factor. But mm -hmm. if you just try to make some very global and universal kind of music, it might not be able to draw attention from the K-pop fans who want something different from the uh, typical global pop music. Many of them listen to K-pop because it is different. Yeah. It is not exactly the same with the global pop music such as like, for example, from Justin Bieber or Ariana Grande who are very great musicians, but only the American pop music musician. But BTS and other like Blackpink and others, they are different in terms of the their racial character, in terms of their language, of course, in terms of their musical style. So still, they have to differentiate from all those global pop musicians and their Koreanness, whether it can be the language, it can be the music or it can be the other factor, still uh, matter much more than expected. So, of course, English song can be helpful when they try to uh, appeal to the larger audience just like uh, BTS have done but uh, before uh, doing all those like strategy to appeal to the larger audience first of all you should be a like globally known star right mm. and these Koreanness uh, can make you a big star but if you only depend upon those like strategy of like orderless culture or mm -hmm. like erasing your cultural characteristics and make it into more general kind of like such as English song, it might not be really helpful still, I think. I completely get where you're coming from because yeah, so many people 
they look at k-pop for what it does differently for the for the uniqueness for that thing that they can't get anywhere else it's it's a really great point and of course congratulations to any groups that do achieve that success because it's so hard to do um i'd like to turn to i'd like to turn to dramas if i could uh dr q um briefly because what's going on with korean dramas at the moment and with netflix specifically this is what's interesting me it's a very big topic but over the last few days hellbound has been in all the papers from the guardian to the wall street journal to new york times and saying that it's you know the the netflix number one drama it was it, from what i understood it was only there for one day before it then dropped off and which makes me kind of question, is it is it a media push to get these things popular with the dramas now I'm talking about? But what's your take on Korean dramas and Netflix at the moment? How are you looking at this sudden phenomenon? Actually, uh, compared to the popular music, I'm not a great expert of the dramas, but still I am mm. researching. I have been researching about how you think. So right. I, only I can say it's kind of the general point. Um, as I told as as I mentioned during our discussion today, the dependence of like Korean media products on these new kinds of media format, mostly based on internet, such as Netflix or YouTube, has been really great. And people who are watching Korean TV series, the group of people who are, I mean, international audience who are watching Korean TV series, it's not really different from the group of people who are enjoying K-pop or other Korean media products, such as Korean variety shows. Mm. It means that when they come to have interest more in Korean media products, whether it is it was began by K-pop or it was began by Korean variety show, still they come to have more interest in other parts of Korean media products. And TV series have been popular, especially in East Asian regions since the late 1990s. And actually, the first Korean cultural product that became internationally successful was those TV series rather than the popular music when yeah. it well it became the regional culture in East Asia. So there were there, there are still big fans of Korean TV dramas in um, East Asia and some parts of Asia as well. And thanks to the popularity of K-pop and the popularity of other Korean media products, now K-pop K-drama is also uh, attracting the global audience who are enjoying their culture mostly via internet media uh, format rather than the uh, traditional media such as like TV or cable network, etc. I, I saw you in, in one of your interviews, um, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said that if people wanted to watch a Korean drama, they should watch uh, Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha, Gebmal Cha-Cha-Cha rather than Squid Game. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I talked about it when I had an interview with our uh, university uh, <laughs> university representative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I was doing my research, Dr. Q. And, um, but well, I agree with you that, that that hometown cha-cha-cha does seem more Korean, but I just wondered if you wanted to, to comment on that aspect of it. Squid Game is based on the, the kind of dark reality of Korean society or materialism. The main theme is not really very Korean. I mean, it is Korean, but still it is very intern, I mean, universal. Mm. That you, if you do not know much about Korean society or Korean culture, still you can enjoy Squid Game yep. without knowing any like context of Korean uh, political economy or Korean history or Korean culture. 
because the theme itself is very universal. You should survive to win over others, and even you should kill them to get like a lot of money as your prize. Yeah, the very basic, simple thing. But it's like a computer game. Cha 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 is a bit very Korean style, I think. Even from the from the very background and the way how main characters are doing is still based on very Korean culture or very. I say cliche of Korean TV dramas and Korean TV films. So if you mm. know more about Korean, if you have watched Korean TV series before, or if you have watched Korean films before, then there will be less cultural discount. But if you do not know anything about Korean culture, but hometown cha cha cha, if it is the very first one that you think, what is it? Why they are doing like this, or mm. why they are saying like that, and why the Director of TV series are describing these characters like this or like that. You may come to wonder. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a lot more that you could learn from or learn about Korea watching that one than Squid Game. But it seems a lot of the analysis has been on that from these dramas. Whether it's been sort of uh, Hellbound or Itaewon Class or Sweet Home. A lot of them are coming from webtoons. Now, I'm not sure whether you read webtoons or not, but for me growing up, Dr. Q, comics were either kind of for young kids or they were for nerds. That's just the culture that I grew up in at the time. They weren't widespread across society or culture. But in Korea, it seems to me that webtoons are different. You see on the subway, you'll see young people reading them, old people, businessmen, students. They seem more popular in Korea, and it seems that a lot of the recent content is being derived from. It's being influenced by, whether directly or indirectly, these webtoons. So I just wondered if you you had any insights or any thoughts on what webtoons are in a Korean context, because they're not they're not comics as I know them. So first of all, I guess, what are webtoons? Do you think in this Korean culture? Um. Yes, I I. Perfectly agree with you that even in Korea, like comic books were mostly for kids or the teenagers. And when you become older, when you became older, then you might not want to read all those comic books. But mm. webtoon may be different because, just like you mentioned, I was actually about to say that every everyone is reading webtoon mostly in their like very short. Free time, not, mm. not not just a free time, but when have some time, but not that long that they will read those webtoons with their smartphone mostly. Mm. And interestingly, there was a kinds of I I do not explain you know whether other countries do have these kinds of uh, culture, but in Korea when they uh, are in subway during go to their work or go to their school. And until the late 1990 or the 2000, many people actually read uh, newspapers, mm -hmm. news articles, and many of them were very, actually many of them were free, that they could get any like free newspaper uh, uh, in the subway station. Of yeah. course, it was they, they they were sponsored by many different companies. And in those like newspapers, there were always a kinds of um, uh, cartoons mm -hmm. and those cartoons were not for the teenagers or younger generation because uh, it was for it was for the like uh, the people who use subway for go their work or their school so mm -hmm. those two those cartoons were for the 
older generation in those newspaper uh, read in uh, the subway. But now everybody is having their smartphone. Nobody is reading the uh, paper-based newspaper, right? Mm. And the webtoon is has been replacing the the very status of the cartoons, which was in those newspapers in the in the past. So it was a kind of culture that they could they try to do, uh, read something or they 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 should they want to do they want to read something mm. they want to watch something and webtoon and the youtube videos are two things that they uh, they can watch and they can read in mostly in the very public transportation so the webtoon is not closely related to the comic book culture but more related to the cartoons on the uh, newspapers mostly read by the adults and the older generation so maybe the kind of the culture that existed uh, since the 1980s or 1990s till present. I've never connected webtoons to subways and newspapers before. That's a really interesting thing to think about. But yeah, and sometimes these things are just opportunity, their luck and how they develop. Um, I guess perhaps just a, a, a final then question for you, Dr. Q, where in, in terms of this Hallyu we've sort of started by covering culture and then music, then dramas. Where where are you looking next in terms of the study of Hallyu, whether it's your own research or just general interests? What do you think is a, a fertile field or something interesting for you to be looking at in, in Hallyu study? Um, I One thing I am looking at is, I, I have interest mm. in is that when K-pop or Korean TV series, Korean dramas, and some uh, other Korean cultural products are in, uh, going more and more global and internationalized, there are more and more like uh, non-Korean entering mm-hmm. into the very field. For example, how about the uh, Netflix? Netflix is not a Korean company, but they are investing a lot of money to produce Korean series which yeah. become popular globally and how about the k-pop scene that's like uh some big record label i mean the entertainment agencies are making the local band in the united states or mm-hmm. in european countries although what they are what they will do is the very similar kinds of music and style of k-pop but if there are are no there is no Korean but only American only Britain or only French, then th- there is a kind of conflict in identity of what is Korean culture. If there is no Korean members in the kind of local K-pop band, or if the TV series or film are o- made only by the uh, foreign uh, financial or international funds rather than the Korean. Um, company mm. can it be called as Korean culture or can we call it as also a part of Hallyu because Hallyu is a kind of popularization of Korean media products and Korean culture simply speaking but mm. if those cultures are not Korean but only staring Korean actors or Korean musicians or some Korean people and mm. even without staring even without Korean musicians or Korean actor can we call it as a Hallyu or can we call it as a Korean culture? Then what is the very meaning of like being Korean or being Korean culture or even Hallyu if it is not perfectly Korean thing? What I have interest in mm. these days is this kinds of like 
identity changing or mm -hmm. maybe identity i should not say if i i may not have to say that it is a kind of identity crisis but still there is a shift going on the very meaning of like being korean or being korean culture and i want to see what will happen next in like music or tv series or film if more and more non-korean like finance or non-korean culture aspect uh are entering into them as long as there's korean ethnicity as long as there's korean people in there that's sort of making it whether it's a k-drama or k-pop but yeah it, it's strange to focus on that how about this idea then dr q that currently this is happening because hallyu korean culture popular culture is so successful that big large companies like netflix and entertainment companies are investing in it but perhaps in the future there'll be a new trend just like there was hong kong movies and then j-pop and there might eventually become a new big thing that comes up and then at that stage when the the global system looks elsewhere then it will return to this i don't know if this is a romantic or a nonsense idea but then it will return to being sort of that more authentic korean culture that's being produced and made by koreans for koreans do you see that happening or is that a bit off the mark i think it, it is possible because global audience like korean culture because it is different from the other like global culture that have been dominant from United States, from Britain, or from some other like Western countries. So mm -hmm. it, it is still very necessary, although it is like international, being internationalized more and more, but still there should be something very, something Korean or something Koreanness, which make it different from uh, culture from other countries. So mm -hmm. some more authentic or some more like ethnic Korean, like cultural aspect should exist uh, should be found in like k-pop k-dramas or k-films although there should also should be start some universal aspect that can appeal to the larger audience so it may be the very job for korean culture industry uh, to make a balance between this like being global being universal and being korean or making more korean uh, cultural aspects <laughs>